Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? <laughs> oh, man, here we go. Here we go. See, here's what happens, right? The, uh, holidays hit and everything like that. And so, so the coolest of the cool actually show up on church on Sunday, right? So, so the enthusiasm should be like, man, right? So let me ask you, how are you guys doing this morning? Oh, yeah, man, right on, right on. Well, uh, my name is Casey. I uh, have met, I think, uh, some, of the, some of the new folks. Uh, I've been gone for the last couple of weeks, so people are introducing themselves to me this morning. It's awesome. Like, ah, yeah, I get it. I've been here for a long time and all that kind of stuff. So, but, uh, but it's cool, man. It's good to be here. Good to be back with my fam, right? Right? I love this. Love this, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. See, we need some enthusiasm, right? So I'm going to call, I'm gonna call, call calling you guys out like Terry did last week, man. Like, like come on, church. Let's go. Yeah, I listened to that message. I was like, I don't have to do that a lot. Hey, let me do a couple of quick announcements. We don't um, normally do this, but we've got a ton of stuff going on, and I wanted to make sure we get through. Uh, you might want to jot some notes down, because this is like a laundry list of stuff. Uh, I know that we're not supposed to do more than like three met or three announcements and that kind of thing, but I only have 18 here. Um, so, no, but I'm just kidding. But, um, hey, a couple of things we got going on. Uh, Adam and Audra, who, uh, if you know Audra, she's our Kids City director. Um, they are, uh, they have been living an hour away. They, they come here for an, I mean, literally travel an hour to get here, travel during the week to get here to do any kind of ministry that they need to do here in, here in our town. They're going to be moving 12 minutes away, right? Woo! <laughs> Adam's, like, Adam's like fist pump. That's right. And, and so they are excited. They also, we are on June 8th going to be moving them. That's a Wednesday. So we're going to be going to their house in Independence, Missouri, moving them here close by, uh, it, is it Ottawa, right? Ottawa is a, literally a 12-minute drive from, from Ottawa. So, uh, the, you know, actually you tried to find places in Edgerton, in Gardner, in Baldwin City, and just couldn't find anything because you've got 18 kids or something like that, right? <laughs> All right, cool. But uh, yeah, found a house that they could uh, could get into, and it was, uh, it's a wonderful thing. So we're ready for that to happen. Audra has a passion for the parents and uh, like the children, as well as the parents of children, uh, for here and wants to minister and, and and do all kinds of things with with that with that ministry. So we're excited to have Audra and Adra, Adam and Audra Shuey moving close. That's fantastic. So if anybody wants to help out, uh, you can show up uh, at their at their house. We got this stuff on Facebook. Um, somebody hold up a connect card. Who's got them? Yeah, we've got a connect card here. You can put your information on a connect card and you can say, hey, want to help Adam and Audra move, whatever you want to do, uh, uh, whatever you want to say on that, that's fine. A uh, couple of quick things too. We were thinking about having a first impressions meeting after church today. We are going to postpone it because of the holiday because everybody was dropping like flies. They're going out of town, couldn't make it, that kind of thing. So we were going we to postpone that. Uh, so in case you didn't get the message, that has been postponed. We will give another date for that. Um, if you guys know, also, we are at two church or two locations, one church. So we have a, a church in Shawnee that has, uh, that, that has been around for about four years. We're about, this, at this campus, about a year and a half old. Um, so what, what we do is we engage with the community no matter where we're at. So we want to make sure we understand that. So uh, we are a, in, in the, from the Shawnee campus, we are a main stage sponsor for Old Shawnee Days, which is a really cool thing. So if you've ever been to Old Shawnee, it's a huge, massive ordeal. And if you'd like to show up, I'd like to be, uh, like to be a part of the, part of the uh, New City Network, if you will, and want to be in a tent helping out with that Old Shawnee Days, 
Put that on your Connect card. You can actually go on your app, your New City Church app, and uh, sign up for that. That is June 4th, 5th, and 6th. Um, finally, uh, or, or next, uh, we're going to be talking about that. I'm going to talk a little bit more in the message about Terry's, uh, Terry, guys, by the way, what did you think about Terry Glenn? Golly. Now you get enthusiastic, right? All right, cool. Now, yeah, that dude, that dude brought it last week. I love that cat, man. That dude, I, I mean, I love, I love what they're doing. They, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about their ministry, but we're going to serve and to, to do some repairs at the church. They're in a hundred year old building, used to be a Jewish funeral home, and it's just some of the places are falling apart. And so we're going to try to go do some things and help them out. That is June 11th. That is what if the church serve day. If you don't know what, what if the church is, that's why I've been gone for a while. Uh, we're doing pastor exchanges and, and meeting at other churches and that kind of thing. That's why Terry was here. I was at Terry's place last week. And so, uh, man, it's just, it's just great to be back. But, but that's what what if the church is all about. It's about, and by the way, Terry's going to be back next week. I'm going to be here too. I'm going to be here too. I get to hear him live just like you guys do. So I can be as enthusiastic about that guy as, as you all are. All right, um, also June 17th and 18th is, uh, if you don't know what, uh, what Frontier Days is for Edgerton, man, that is the thing that our city does. That's like the big event for our town. Uh, I'm on the Frontier Days committee. I know John Daly, Sue Newcomb, a lot of us in our church are heavily involved with, what, with uh, Frontier Days. So uh, that's, that's June 17th and 18th. It's a Friday and a Saturday. We're going to have a booth there, so, and if we also need some, some help with some cleanup stuff, that kind of thing. Uh, so if you'd like to be involved with that, uh, if you want, if you notice when you walk on the, like, as you're walking out, there's going to be a table there. You probably noticed when you walked in. Uh, please sign up for some, for, you know, to help with the booth. That kind of thing. Did we get some signups this morning? Cool, cool. So we, what's that? Need lots more. Yeah, man. So we, it's, it's a two-day event, and it is, it is phenomenal, um, like, like, to be involved with that. So it's just really a real cool thing. And finally, uh, how many people been to Super Summer? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, Super Summer freaks over there. Man. I love it. So, um, but Super Summer is a youth, uh, is a youth uh, retreat, youth camp. Uh, happens each year. Uh, I actually got called to ministry at Super Summer. Kyle and Michaela got called to ministry in Super Summer, uh, both on the same day, which is really, so the spirit was moving. And we're still doing, doing our thing, right? Or doing God's thing. So we're like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful place to be. It's a wonderful time for the, for the youth to go. And it's not very expensive. It's only a couple hundred bucks. But if that is an issue, we're doing something called Rent-A-Kid. And so if anybody needs help at their house, if anybody needs painting, if anybody needs cleaning, cleaning gutters, have these, have these youth do the dangerous stuff. They'll fall off and, and they, they'll bounce because they're still flexible, right? So, but, um, but yeah, it's called Rent-A-Kid. So if you want anything done at your house and you want to pay a, pay a youth to to uh, uh, raise money for Super Summer to make it there, man, please do. It will be an awesome thing to do and a, and a great thing. So, but man, let me, let me just get into the message a little bit. And kind of before we do that, I want to show you, um, man, I, I, I don't think I've been more proud of, of our church, New City, than I have in a long time, man. Terry, Terry and I talked this past week, and he was blown away by our love. And you guys know that that's one of the things that if anything that, keep, that keeps me up at night is as if we ever lose our love for, for God and for other people. That's the thing that, that makes me just like, like just, just pray, God, man, may we never lose that. Well, he was blown away by that. But, but be honest with you, I, I was blown away by his, 
church too man they these we don't look anything like those guys we don't you know it's different part of town different counties different states whatever you want to call it and so when i go into the in the 34th and woodland and preach in the in in the middle of uh of of urban kansas city man they just treated us like 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 they were family and we felt that way amen I mean, did you remember that? It was just, it was just little, little kids coming up and hugging us and stuff, and it was just a wonderful thing. And so I told we, we kind of had this mutual admiration for one another's church homes, that we loved each other and, and things. So I want to kind of brag on Terry a little bit about what, uh, what they're doing. If you know anything about the inner city, Kansas City, um, in, in any, any inner city, really, it's very rare to have any kind of grocery store or, or anything like that. Um, it, there's a, there's a, where they are is 34th and Woodland. Uh, there are no grocery stores within walking distance at all. Uh, there are, uh, there used to be a place on 36th or 36th and Woodland. It's called uh, Woodland Market. Uh, it's been boarded up for years because it kept getting robbed. They couldn't stay open, that kind of thing. And so what Terry did, and I love this because, you know, each community, uh, we, we, we have an eye, like a, it's in our DNA as far as New City to serve our community as far as doing that kind of thing. And it's in the same DNA these guys have to serve their community. But what Terry did was they, they just put in a grocery store. And look at that. And what he did was he, he partnered with a company called... Um, uh, good fam- like it's is it yeah, good family farms i think is what it's called good nature farms thank you yeah okay I, I can't read my own notes uh good nature farms and 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 he's and they they actually donate for a for a huge discount they get this food terry gives this food uh to people not just gives it but it sells it as, at a tremendous discount now this is not junk food either this is not like uh crappy leftovers from uh, that 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 somebody that some grocery store just didn't want they were going to need to put it in the dumpster or give it to somebody. Uh, this is like organic grass-fed beef, right? Like organic uh, uh, fruits and vegetables. This is like like high, like stuff you would buy in Whole Foods. You would get a small little basket and go out of it with a, with two hundred bucks, right? He everybody's like, yeah, Whole Foods, man. I tell you, but he gives this to. To, to like, like a fraction of a cost, and if somebody's on food stamps or EBT, they they're able to use it there. That kind of thing. It is an incredible, it, it just a, just a wonderful service that that the that the community needs. We actually used to have a rental property right around the corner. I had no idea it was there. May not have even been there. This was ten years ago. But they, you know, he felt the need to say that hey, this community needs food too, right? I mean, how many of them get on the bus? travel for hours just to go to some grocery store and travel back it's an all-day affair for some of these folks just to get groceries and he provides that service for them it's a beautiful thing man so the heart that you saw terry have last week the heart that 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 man just made us fall in love with this dude um that's that's what he does that's his heart that's a it's a great thing so we're going to get to go serve them and one of the things i love about terry he says now don't know that we're not you're not just going to come serve us we're going to come serve you guys too. So he's, they're going to come at some point and, and help us with things here, and maybe, I'll get, maybe we can get them to sign up for uh, Frontier Days or something like that. That'd be cool, man, you know, so we'll figure that out. But um, let me show you a couple things we're going to do over there. You know, as great as he is, the, the, the things that he's doing in the community there, um, there's some political stuff going on, and for whatever reason, the city is kind of on him about some things. Uh, see this big old tree? Uh, we got to try to 
Uh, we, have, we actually have a tree climber in the in the in our church. So I'm going to talk to Dwayne, see if we can get maybe some of that cut down on the top, that kind of thing. On the back of that house, attached to the house, we want to put a shed for some of the youth, that kind of that, all that kind of stuff, so they can have barbecues and that all that. So that's a whole field that they want to make into a uh, playground. But we're going to have to have to figure some of the. We're going to be working on one day. So we've got some cleanup. They they did a bunch of uh, you know tearing some stuff down, and they got a pile of stuff there. If you see right here too, there's the uh, there's this guttering that's on the ground. You see that? The city's on them about that. I think it's the next slide, maybe. Um, that so there's we're missing about 150 feet of guttering, and so the city's kind of kind of on them. And you'd think city be like, man, you guys are doing such great things for us, for our, our people. You know, the crime's down. Actually, this is crazy. The crime in the, in that like the several block area is like almost non-existent now. It's insane. I used to, man, we used to have a, I remember one time I was showing an apartment there, and a lady walks in, and she's like, ah, this is pretty nice, and all of a sudden I hear, right, I'm like, walked outside, there's this helicopter, like, looks like it's right on top of our house, and there's this dude running, you know, and they're chasing this guy, right, and I'm like, I looked at her, I said, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I, she goes, oh, no, I'm used to it, yeah, I'll take the apartment, it's like, all right, you know. And it's like, it's like it's been wiped out. He says, you can hear gunshots down there. You can hear gunshots down there. You can hear gunshots up there, but you can't hear them here now. It's pretty wild stuff, man. Pretty neat stuff. When, when God is allowed to do his thing and, and his people do their thing, man, the kingdom comes. Amen? Amen. I love that. Love that, love that, love that. Let me show you a couple of things that we got here that we want to do here. Uh, this guttering. He kept wondering why they had... Um, roof leaks and uh they got a hole <laughs> so we can fix that you know i think if i can find a good roofer um i can fix that so um here's you've know, got some crumbling chimneys that are coming down probably causing some of the holes in the roof as they fall out um we may be able to pass that may be able to bag it up may be able to if somebody wants to get you know pretty crazy you want to bring a sledgehammer and, and take it off he says i don't care do whatever you got to do um you know we can try to seal some of this stuff up for him so that they can use some of the, some of the, I mean, they've got a really nice office, actually got a really nice apartment that they can't use because it's just leaking down inside it. And so, um, you know, they don't have a lot of money, but you know, they've got some missing wood there and that kind of thing. They're all, you know, they're just on them all the time. And this is where the, this, this whole wall in the back just needs a, needs a gut or two. Pretty easy stuff, but stu- you know, they're, they're busy doing grocery store stuff. They're busy doing things like that. And, you know, they don't want to get shut down. So over something silly like that, we can help them with that. Amen. And that's what we're going to do January or June 11th. So January would be pretty cold. So what if the church church served a June 11th? A lot of cool stuff going on, right? Yes, ma'am. Grace has joined us. Thank you for reminding us. Yeah, yeah. Joey uh, over at uh, Grace Baptist in Gardner is going to join us on the on on June 11th. So you may know some of those cats that go to that church. So all three of us. Thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to to know, you know. We want everybody to sense that this is not, you know, we're not exclusive to the to the gospel. That that we are a part of the we're a local manifestation of the Big C Church, right? So we are we love to partner with other churches and don't have any kind of qualms. I know there there are a lot of churches that run in fear and that kind of things. Like I don't want to get involved with those churches. I don't know who those people are and that kind of thing. And man, we just got to say, unless you're a, you're a crazy cult or something like that or teaching a false doctrine. We want to partner with you and help you do different things, right? That's what we're about. That's what we're about. So, man, here's, let me get into the message real quick. And, and here's where 
I am, man, I am like jazzed about some stuff. So, you know, you're away from your church family for a couple of weeks, and there are some things, man, that, 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 that just get piled on you um, when, you're, when you're in your prayer and you're, you're in different circumstances, you're talking to different people. Um, we as a staff are starting to try to, to, to dig into this concept that I'm going to be talking about today a little bit more. But I'm going to ask you something that's going to sound strange. It's, it's, it's a weird question, but my question is, what is your why? What is your why? You see, uh, so many times, so many Christians, they'll sit there and say things like, they'll say things like, well, I'm a Christian because God said so, right? I'm a Christian because the Bible says I'm supposed to, supposed to be a Christian. Or I, I do certain things because the Bible says so. Or Jesus did it. Or God likes it, right? You ever thought about that? That, that, that? What that says to me when I hear somebody say, well, I do this because God does that. I, I, I am a Christian. I go to church. I study the Bible. I want to learn to obey what Jesus said because Jesus commanded it. Have you ever thought about that? That, that? that is not a real good why. It sounds good. And a lot of people will say, man, that's the right answer. I was sitting there talking to somebody this week. And we were training on this, and we were, and, and, and I would say, hey man, what, why do you want to do this? He was trying to, trying to train other people in the church and do other things in the church. And I said, why are you wanting to do that? And he said, well, well God said we're supposed to do that. I'm like, okay, cool, that's right, you're absolutely right. Good answer, except why do you want to do that? And he said, well, well, well Jesus commands it. I said, Great answer. That's true. Why do you want to do that? Dude's getting frustrated with me, right? The whole class is getting frustrated with me. Like, what are you getting at? Because I asked like literally probably 15 times. That sounds good. Why do you want to do that? Well, because the Bible says that sounds good. Why do you want to do that? Well, because Jesus said, well, that sounds good. But why do you want to do that? If finally I had to get out of the guy, they says, Jesus called me. I can't not do this, right? There's a difference when somebody looks at the external Bible and says, I'm going to do this because that says that, right? But when the Holy Spirit is in us, man, man, it's like, I have to. I'm called to do this. I was talking to Daniel this morning. We were kind of, we drive together. Daniel and I live about a half a mile apart. So we drive to church together. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking, why do you like music so much? He goes, man, his first thing was, man, I have to. This is what God has made me to do. This is what God connects God to, to people. Man, I can't not do music, right? And I love that answer. Come on. Love that. I love the fact that people are called in our church to drive a freaking hour for the last year and a half so that they can witness to the children because they love them so much. I asked Audra, why do you do this? Because I want kids to see that it's not just about Sunday, that they know Jesus, that they follow him. That they're not too young. Man, how cool is that? I love that. And one of the things that I, that I discovered was one of my whys. Is that, 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 that I struggled growing up being, a, being the, 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 the fat, unathletic kid. 
right? And I, and I had this self-confidence issue. I had this issue with me. Uh, like like I, I walked in the room. I was like, oh, I'm nobody. I'm that kind of thing. You know, nobody wants me. Nobody likes me. You ever played kickball on, on, uh, in elementary school? And, and nobody picks you until they had to, right? Ever, ever, you ever experienced that? Like, yeah, like, like, like you, get, you line up and the two coolest kids are the ones that are the captains, right? And they say, I choose this person. And I'm looking, okay, man, somebody pick me, man. I'm like begging somebody to pick me. Like, like please choose me. I, I, yeah, I promise I won't strike out this time every time like I do every other game, you know? But if it's somebody would just pick me, it's, I'm, I'm always like toward the end, toward the last. It's me and the, me and the, me and the kid that just, just moved, to, moved here from another country, doesn't know anything about it, right? And I'm like, ah, like, please, somebody pick me. Somebody, somebody show, me, show me that you love me. Show me that you want me in this. In, in your, show me how I'll do, my, do whatever I got to do, right? And so this whole sense of, of, of being like a, like a, like wanted by God is, is so, was so exciting for me. See, God, God chooses us, doesn't he? He chooses us doesn't he? He's like, he's like, I don't have to. I don't need you. I don't, there's nothing you can do for me. You can't make me better, but I choose you anyway. I'm fascinated by that. And see, that's what I love about Terry. He's instilling that in his church. He's like, yes, you're living in the hood. Yes, you have all kinds of disadvantages. Yes, you've got whatever kind of uh, upbringing that is not, not very good for you, whatever it is, but God has called you to be something greater, greater. Amen. Man, check this out. Galatians 3, verses, verse 26, starting in verse 26 through 29. Oh, man, I love this, man, because this, this helped me understand my why when I, when, I, when, I, when I got this concept. It says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through, through faith. For all of you have, who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all what? One in Christ Jesus. If, everybody say if. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. If you remember, we talked about Abraham a few months ago, that, that this was the, the following of God's people, right? You are Abraham's seed and, say this loudly with me, church. Heirs. According to the promise. Let me ask you guys, man, wouldn't it be cool if we were heirs to somebody? If somebody, like we're, we're like, man, it'd be cool if somebody like died and left me a whole bunch of stuff, right? I mean, you know you all thought about that, right? <laughs> man, that'd be kind of nice to, to, to like inherit a whole bunch of stuff, you know? That'd be kind of neat. Like, like we're, like I was, I was an airman, so like all of a sudden I get this note in the mail that says, hey, you just got awarded, uh, or, or you were left a million dollars by some uncle you never knew. Wouldn't that be cool, right? I'd be like, heck yeah, it'd be cool. Make sure you tithe on that money. I'm just, um, but heirs, heirs, according to the promise. See, what are we heirs of, though? You guys, tell me, what are we heirs of? What? Somebody said it. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. We're heirs to a kingdom. See. God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is saying, uh, I am adopting you guys into my kingdom. I am choosing you to come into my kingdom. You are a now a prince where you were nothing. You are now a princess where you were nothing. 
You were doomed once, now I choose you to be in my kingdom. Anybody ever thought about that? It's like, whoa, man, they see, we, we wish for somebody to, somebody we don't know to die, right? Leave us a million bucks, but, but we, we're going to be dead in a hundred years. Then what, right? We can't even afford any, I mean, we can't even have any of that stuff. We can't take it with us, right? There are no U-Hauls behind a, a hearse. We are heirs of a kingdom, an eternal kingdom. Love that. I'm amazed by that. See, can I start thinking, man, well, 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 why am I so concerned with what other people do? Why do I have such lack of confidence? Why do I have this, what, this self-esteem problem? Probably because I'm trying to get esteem for myself, right? When God looks at me, he says, I made you in my image. I've given you my heart. I've given you now my kingdom. Everything I have is yours. Are you kidding me? Man, I remember talking, uh, hearing the Billy Graham talk one time. I almost said I remember talking to Billy Graham. You guys would be really impressed. <coughs> me and Billy, me and Bill Bill were talking one time. <laughs> and Billy Graham, is, they're asking him, because, you know, for the last 50 years or so, he's been in front of presidents, he's been in front of dignitaries, and been in front of prime ministers and kings and queens and princes and princesses, prince I, I don't know what the plural that is. But somebody asked him, do you ever get nervous in front of these guys? You ever get nervous in front of a, a, a somebody who's a who everybody looks at and is like, wow, look at that person. Wow, that's the president of you that's a president of the United States. He's looked at him and he says, Man, I'm a I'm the ambassador. Or as Terry likes to say, ambassador, right? Of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They probably need to be intimidated when I walk into the room. They just don't understand yet. Wow. Man, think about that. When we should have some. We should have some confidence when, we're, when we walk into a room if we're ambassadors. Romans 8, verses, uh, starting in verse 14, says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the what? Children of God, man. You're, that's why we are brothers and sisters here. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption into sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God. And, oh man, this is crazy. Look at this. And co-heirs with who? Man, I'm telling you what. That just, just think about that. Like we get to inherit the same kingdom as our Lord and Savior gets to inherit. Co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Guys, my brothers and sisters, we are royalty. We're royalty. If, if, we, if we love Jesus, if we have said, I'm going to, I, I accept this free gift. I'm going to learn to obey you. I'm going to do what it takes. I get that. But we are royalty, man. That's a huge why for me. Is it a, is it a why for all of us? It should be. Think about that. If there, there's this great sense of, of, of understanding when, we are, when we're, we're involved with the King of kings and Lord of lords. We're his ambassador, ambassadors. We're his, his children. Inheritors of a kingdom. Man, that ought to change how we act. That ought to change how we, how we roll. That ought to change how we walk into a room. That ought to change what we think about other people. Not that we're better than them, but it's definitely better to be a, an inheritor of a kingdom than it is not. Amen? 
So we walk into a place and we bring kingdom, we bring prosperity to other people, much like what Terry has done in the inner city. We bring it. And it's not just food and it's not just giving somebody shelter, man. It is giving somebody life, eternal life, helping them understand what it really means. That you can be this too. And so when we walk in, guys, we are representatives of the King of Kings and a Lord of Lords, of, and a Lord of Lords. And how does an heir to a kingdom conduct him or herself? How does an heir of a kingdom conduct him or herself? Conducts him or herself with confidence. Now I call this a godly swagger. I've said this before, but but there's the, it's not my favorite rap song, but it's a great one, man. It's and it's by Cash Hollister called. It's a song called "Lay It Down." He said, "I miss." I love this, man. If you want to write it down, uh, I'm mislabeled as cocky. But man, I'm just quick to brag on my Savior. Where do you think I get my swagger from? That's where we get it. See, are we walking around our, in our lives like wondering, I know I beat us up all out about, man, we got to learn what it really means to obey. We got to really learn what it means to sacrifice. We got to really learn what it means to be a disciple. It's hard. It's tough. But it's worth it. Amen? It's worth it because we get to inherit a kingdom. I say this all the time. Good news. We're going to be dead in 100 years, right? First Peter 2, 9 through 12. It says, but. Everybody say, but. I want you to say it louder than that. Can you do that? <laughs> you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles. You may ever feel like a foreigner in exile, even in our hometown. Sometimes like, man, this is thing right. Like how we, we pray for kingdom to come, right? To abstain from your sinful desires, which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans, unbelievers, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Man, we need to understand something. Imagine orphans, right? Like regular orphans that we think. Anybody ever, has anybody here been an orphan growing up at all? been in the foster care system, anything like that? Anybody been like, man, there were, uh, I, I heard upwards of 4,000 children in the foster care system in the state of Kansas. If one church sponsored or took on one of those kids, we would eliminate the need for foster care. Is that not, that's, that's, that's one, one, what's that? Crazy, one, one, one child per church. We could handle that. This is a, like, like we, you know, we, we have uh, not as many people here today as we normally have, that kind of thing, which is fine. You know, I love holidays. Um, not really. Um, it's almost like you get into the momentum, like, yeah, we're rolling up, holiday, let's go. We're going to go out of town, go to the lake and stuff. That's cool, though, I get it. But, um, but interesting, man. You think about this. Think about what we're, what we're, what we're, we're talking about, this, this orphan that, that doesn't have a family. That's be- How many, you know, we see these folks on uh, Facebook sometimes they're like begging for somebody to adopt them, right? But what if we actually did something like that? Like, like we we were we helped those who wanted to adopt. 
We supported those who wanted to adopt. And if we're called to adopt, we actually do that ourselves. What if we did that? See, that's what God has done for us because we don't deserve this. And we don't. God has, God has said, yes, you're fallen. Yes, you're, you're not worthy. Yes, we get, I get that. Yes, you are undeserving of this. But man, I've given you this gift because I love you. I, I choose you, right? And that's when I, when I realized that God has chosen me. Man, it took me back to the, those kickball times when, when, people, when kids wouldn't pick me and the, the cool kids got picked first and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and I'm like, man, man this, is, this, is what, this is what God's talking about. Like, he chooses me even though I'm not cool, even though I'm not worthy, even though I, I can't do what he wants me to do without him. It's like, I, like I, there's nothing I could ever do. It's like, how many people say, man, I don't need God. I, I get, I, as they breathe in their air and, and their heart beats and the blood th- flows through their veins and they're stuck on this big old earth, man, it's through gravity that God created it all. It's like, I don't need God. Like, are you kidding me? And he made all that stuff, right? It's like any of this stuff, every time we take a breath and we don't deserve it, but it gives God great pleasure. Amen? See, adoption is simply a practical application of a godly characteristic. It's like he looks at us and he says, I choose you. Undeserved, yes. Absolutely. And it's the, it's the enemy, it's Satan, frankly, that's going to look at us and say, you're not worthy. You can't do that. God didn't really... Yeah, that's what he said to Eve. I did God really say? I mean, it's, it's like he, he's been playing these tricks on us ever since Eve fell and Adam fell. I mean, he's been doing this for the whole time, and we still let him do that. It's like, like I, I, I know I'm supposed to follow Jesus. I know I'm supposed to have a confident swagger. I know I'm supposed to do these things that he's asked us to do. But, yeah, but, uh, but, but I can never do that because I'm just not worthy. And, and Bullcrap, man. Bullcrap. Don't let anybody tell you that, especially the enemy. I've talked to people even this week that struggle with this whole idea. I don't think anybody likes me. I don't think anybody wants me. People think I'm strange. People don't want me around, that kind of thing. And that's the enemy talking. Because, man, God wants us. God has asked us. And, and, and he says, you don't even have to, Right? He said, but you're allowed into my kingdom. Oh, you, you accept my son as your savior, man. You are in. You obey him, you're in. You love him, you're in. You inherit the kingdom. And he adopted us that way. So there's three things I want us to talk about. I'm going to have, the, have uh, Kyle and, the, and folks come on back up. Daniel, Joan, Michaela. And we'll talk about three things that we can do as a church. To love the fact that finding out what God is saying in his word, that's great. But the most important thing we can do is say, what's God saying and then what are we going to do about it? I'm all for Bible studies, but I'm not for Bible studies when we simply go to learn what the Bible says and do nothing about it. Not going to happen. So there are three ways that we can Get involved in this. Some of you are freaking out. Because we're, we're like, ah, I'm not feeling called to bring a child in my home. You don't have to. The first thing you can do is you can invest in those families. If you invest in the families that are bringing people in, 
the families that are bringing people in. Like, how many times have I, and I hear this a lot with folks that are in, involved in foster care, that they, they say um, that their families that are getting, their children are getting taken out of families into foster care because they don't have something like a refrigerator or a crib or a stove. Or a, a working front door, or something like that. You know, where the the kids are taking out, taken out. That that the families are are able to stay together if they could get one of those things. Right? We could help with that, couldn't we? We could invest in those families. Amen. So if you're freaking out, going, I don't know about bringing a child into my home. I already got 18 kids and that kind of thing, like Mitch and Paula do, um, and Audra and Adam do. I got litter, like a litter, man. But if you're freaking out about that. Like, no, my house is not ready, man. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. But, but, but understand that there's something called a, a care portal where we can get an email that says this family in your area needs a crib. And this email could be sent out to everybody that wants to be part of this. I said, I will do that. I had somebody talk, tell me this morning, said, man, I, I see bargains all the time. I drive by garage sales all the time. I'm like, that hey, looks like a nice crib right there for five bucks. Seriously? And that's all it would take for somebody to keep a family together. The, the second way that we could get involved in, in fostering is to walk with the families that are, that are in our church that are, that are saying, I want to adopt a child, bring them in, bring a foster child into my home. We could walk with those families, support those families, go to the grocery store for those families if we needed to, uh, go, go, uh, go babysit the, the foster kids for the family so the parents could get a, a date night out. We could do those kinds of things, couldn't we? Amen? Amen? We could invest in, we could walk with, and we could become a family for a child that needs a family. Some of us are called to do that. And I'm telling you now, if you are feeling called to do like, like, like adopt or bring foster care children in, you will get supported like you never thought you could. Because this church is going to do what God has done. We're going to have the same mindset as God. We're going to have do the characteristics of God practically. Adoption is one of those things. And so those are the three ways we can get involved, and those are the three ways we're going to be involved. Investing in, walking with, and becoming a family. Amen. Father we love you. And we thank you. For this church. Thank you for adopting us. And God. Man I just. Want to go back to the beginning of the message. I would love for you Lord. For us individually in here. As well as collectively as a church body. To help us understand. Our why. Like, why does it excite some of us that we are actual, literal inheritors of a kingdom that we cannot fathom, the beauty of which we cannot even think, can't even cross our minds? And why for some of us are we still struggling? Why is it for some of us, Lord, we just, there's, there seems to be this disconnect with you. May you break that disconnect, Lord. And may you show us what it means to truly be your child. 
And as we go through this system, as we change our culture of generosity and adoption and all that kind of stuff, Lord, may you show us what it means to truly be your child and ambassador of the King of Kings. We love you, God. It is in your son's name all God's people said.